0: Hello, friends. Thank you for tuning into Behind Bars podcast. With today's focus being concerned for the captive, if you thought I would share tips on how you can survive your first few nights in prison, this isn't the place. I recommend A&E Reality TV for that. We're going to be talking about how to keep zoo animals' wild instincts active while they're captive, and I'm your host, Alyssa Quittesche. Let's start food first and talk about prey. This is how prey sees the world. Prey have a heightened fear and commerce-seeking instinct thus meaning they adjust to life better in a zoo. However, keepers must be sure the fear center of the brain isn't constantly activated by the enclosure. Just because there are no predators around doesn't mean that the prey feel safe. They can be easily upset by changes in their environment, and their habitat, within their enclosure, bright colors within their enclosure, or any major changes. Animals have different needs, and some need places to hide, and some animals need places that are higher up like primates. Animals prone to aerial predators will most likely need places they can hide under or places they can leave their eggs safe. In order to understand the needs of these animals one must observe and consider their behavior in the wild and those features that specifically tailor to that animal must be built into their enclosure whether it be a high place, a hiding place, ways to climb, space to run, or an area to sleep. Let me include an example of how their environment really matters. At one zoo, these antelope wouldn't cross the gate because a sign was flipped over, and when the sign was flipped over, it was a bright color. In antelope, they see colors different than humans, so the bright yellow color was very upsetting, and it didn't want them to cross through the gate. Subtle changes like these really matter. If a zookeeper is willing to get into the animal's shoes and understand what it's like to be that animal, this will make a big difference in zoo care. Now, let's talk about our fallen kings of the food chain and how their wild instincts are suppressed. Unlike prey, predators have high seeking instincts and calmer fear instincts. They can't hunt live prey in zoos because the prey will suffer. In the UK, it's actually illegal to feed sea lions and otters live fish. However, at my local zoo, Shine Mountain, there are live cutthroat trout for the, bear, for the bears in their enclosure. Every zoo is different, but I think we should focus on universal things that will help our predators. Oftentimes, their seeking needs are suppressed because their enclosures don't allocate enough space for them to freely roam and hunt. This lack of space often leads to a common stereotypy that you can see in large cats, such as tigers and lions' needs need to pace. Their enclosure may look like their natural habitat, but it lacks features to let them exercise wild behaviors. In order to encourage the seeking um, and hunting parts of predators' life, there is this one zoo that um, had motion detectors that every time a tiger hopped from platform to platform, it triggered a bird noise that released food at a certain trap door. Things like this are very helpful for an animal to um, encourage their wild instincts while still captive. Now that we have addressed prey and predators, let's talk about both animals. Captive animals are no longer wild and cannot be returned to the wild. That's just how it is. However, we can treat li- them like they're not just animals in a cage. They not- may not be wild anymore, but that doesn't mean they're domesticated. One way we can encourage wild behaviors is having them work for food. For example, some zoos keep, their food- keep animals' foods at high places for monkeys, and they have great fun swinging to the top of the platform to get their food. Not only is it entertaining for the people visiting, but it also is satisfying for the animal. Another thing, treats must be treats. Produce that an animal doesn't crave isn't a treat. Something that they actually want and will make them have a sort of incentive to do what they're asked is a treat. Oftentimes zookeepers think that unhealthy treats will lead to like the downfall of the health of that animal however it doesn't have to be a lot of said treat for example there's one elephant in a zoo that will do tricks for a single mini marshmallow every animal is different so every so people should cater to the needs of animal specific quirks for example there's a panda in a zoo that was relocated from china who was separated from his girlfriend after he, um after she had a baby this panda was used to be a photo op bearer in china and loved attention And no matter how much bamboo they threw in their enclosure for it to forage in, it was just unsatisfied with how lonely its life was. So I think that not only is it the keeper's job to provide the animal with what it needs textbook-wise, but also provide the animal with what it needs individually, whether that's care or something else. So in conclusion, I think... To help an originally wild animal flourish in their own environment, the keepers must be properly trained and understand the animal's natural wild behaviors and be willing to step into the animal's shoes. Just because we're human doesn't mean we're something far superior than the species held captive. These animals have emotions, just like us, and if we decide to cage them, we should also make the decision to pay extra attention to their care. Let's think about it from otter point of views. Let's make sure that these captive animals' lives are bearable, and don't forget to go wild. Thank you for listening.